This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So there was a um, a an odds on Kirk Cousins 2024 team put out uh, by an online sports book uh, yesterday. He was the favorite at plus 400. All right, that would be four to one. Uh, f- closely followed by the Vikings, his current team at plus 425. Then it was the Raiders, Patriots, Falcons, Broncos, Seahawks, and Steelers. And then it was the field. Um, so basically, they gave a one in five chance that Kirk Cousins is going to be the starting quarterback in Washington in 2024. Now, I've looked at other odds on Cousins' destination. Washington's in the top three of a lot of them. Uh, I've not seen him at number one. I've seen Minnesota at number one more often than any other team. I've seen the Raiders and the Falcons at number two more than any other team. But I've seen Washington right there, you know, in the mix in the top three or four consistently for the next destination for Kirk Cousins. For um, those of you who don't know, he is going to be, you know, one of the top three free agents when free agency begins next month and the top quarterback in free agency. Uh, If you didn't follow his 2023 season, he was perhaps playing the best football of his career when he tore his Achilles against Green Bay at Lambeau in Week 8. 
Um, they had just beaten the 49ers on Monday Night Football. He had gone 35 of 45, big night. Um, he was playing at a high level in that Green Bay game, and they were surging. You know, the, the Vikings started off one and four in part because they had turnovers galore, um, fumbles, Kirk interceptions, not you know necessarily. Um, you know, in that order, uh, but they were just they were self imploding in a lot of games that they had chances to win. They they lost the opener by three. They went to Philadelphia on Thursday night football, had a chance to win that one, but Justin Jefferson fumbled as he was going into the end zone for a touchback on a key possession. They lost to the Chargers when an interception went right through the hands of a of a DB into the hands of a receiver, um, and they had lost to the Chiefs when they had him on the ropes and and. Um, Alexander Madison dropped a screen pass with the closest chief 15 yards away for what would have been a fourth quarter go-ahead touchdown. And then they had been on a roll. They got on a roll. They beat the Bears. They beat the Niners on, on Monday Night Football without Justin Jefferson. They were crushing the Packers when he got hurt. And for the first time in his career, he had some real consistency at, at offensive coordinator, and they were killing it. I, I personally believe... And it's not just because I'm a fan and I pay attention, but I guarantee you the Minnesota fan base will tell you if he stays healthy, they may win that division. They may beat Detroit out for that division. They would have definitely been in the postseason, and Kirk was having at that moment an MVP start to the season. I'm not saying he would have won the MVP. He would have been in the conversation for it. So off the Achilles injury, even though he's going to be 36 years old, there is going to be a ton of of interest in Cousins. Uh, And I personally believe that Minnesota will re-sign him. There was a story yesterday, CBSSports.com, that Justin Jefferson has told the Vikings he will not sign the long-term deal until he knows what's going on at quarterback. He wants Kirk to stay. They all do. All the players do want want him to stay there. And it'll come down to what what Kirk's willing to take. If If he holds them to the fire like he's done in every contract negotiation during the course of his career, they may not be able to afford it. He may have to give Minnesota a hometown discount to stay, but they want him back. So I think ultimately that's what happens. But here's the thing. If it doesn't happen, there is obvious places that are more obvious than here. To me, the Raiders make a ton of sense. The Raiders have a very good defense. They've got some playmakers on offense. They are actually, even though they're in a brutal division, they are teed up to be a pretty competitive team with a decent quarterback. The Steelers may make the most sense of any team not named Minnesota because they really are a a you know a top tenish kind of quarterback away from winning 11, 12 games, not just the nine or ten. How many games did they win this year? I mean, Tomlin's amazing. How many games did they ultimately – did they win 11? They won 10. They won 10 and qualified for the postseason. Um, And then a team like Atlanta makes a lot of sense too because they're teed up with a lot of young players, a lot of really good offensive players. Um, And so those places make sense. Here's why Washington would make some sense. And then I'll tell you why I don't think Washington makes sense. Because that's really my overriding thought, is it doesn't make sense for him and it doesn't make sense for us. But if you looked at the quarterbacks in the draft, and you need to do that and have a pretty strong opinion before free agency begins, 
And you just don't see it. You don't see spending number two overall on a quarterback. You think that they're, you know, Daniels and May and Caleb Williams are good prospects, and maybe one of them will hit it big, but this is a definite one out of three hit rate, you know, which is typical for the top half, top 10 in the draft over the course of a long time when it comes to quarterbacks. You're not in love with any of them, and you see, you know, you, you see that this is a big reach to take any one of them at number two, or in the position that they may be in, maybe they love Williams, but Chicago's not budging, so their choice is Mayor Daniels, and they're not in love with either one of them. Well, then you get into, well, what if we, what if we didn't use number two on a quarterback? We used all of our cap space, top cap space in the NFL. We signed Cousins to a two-year deal. By the way, most of the projections are, in the open market, you know, not counting a hometown discount deal potentially for Minnesota, it's forty million for two years, eighty million in total, with fifty-five of it guaranteed. Um, a two-year deal for a guy going into his age thirty-six season. So that's what you're looking at. You know, you, they'd maneuver it with the cap and put some dead years on the back end to make the cap hit somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-five to thirty. You know, in year one, they'd still have plenty of cap space to go out and add and fill other holes. But the real upside in doing that is you don't take a quarterback at number two, and then you've got a lot of options. You can deal two to somebody who wants Daniels or May for a boatload, um, and maybe you only drop down a few spots with a team that wants May or Daniels, and you pick up a lot of additional draft capital and still have the chance to select Joe Alton, the tackle from Notre Dame, uh, the, the kid from Penn State, Fashanu, Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia. Now, if you move down too far, you're probably not going to get a chance at Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, and then maybe when you, with all of these accumulated picks, uh, and let's just say you trade it to New England to move down one spot, or you trade it to you know, more likely than not in your division, you trade it to Atlanta to move down to eight, or you trade it to uh, Denver who wants to move up from 12. You know, you're looking potentially at a team that's not going to be that great in 2024. And so you might be looking at a super high pick next year. Now, nobody's super in love with the quarterback class next year necessarily, um, but you could also take the quarterback of the future you know, later in the first round or in, you know, trading back up into the end of the first round uh, to do something. But you could stockpile, you could use still a lot of cap space. And here's the other part of it you could be competitive right away. You could be, you know, with Terry McLaurin. Imagine you go McLaurin and Marvin Harrison Jr. You traded back to three with New England. They took a quarterback. You took Marvin Harrison Jr., but you picked up some additional draft capital. Or you added Brock Bowers. I know the tight end and the fit with Kingsbury's offense, but he played tight ends. You know, Zach Ertz was a big producer for him in Arizona. You add that tackle, that would probably be my preference. You know, if you traded down some spots to to start building that offensive line, you, you, you add key pieces in free agency. You've got a better coach team. You could be competitive right away. Next year could be a season in which, you know, you're nine wins, ten wins, 
fighting for a playoff berth in the NFC, the weaker conference right now than the AFC, at least as of now. Now, I personally think that the quarterbacks at the top of the draft are compelling enough at number two, regardless of who Chicago takes or doesn't take or, you know, the opportunity there is too good to pass on based on what I think is a fan of the quarterbacks. Daniels in particular, along with Caleb Williams, not as much Drake May, um, but I don't hate Drake May. I like Drake May. There are concerns I have about Drake May, less, few, more concerns about Drake May than the other two, um, and I'm talking about football-wise. Uh, but I also think that um, so that that would be my preference. And if you don't love any of them, then you know you take this year to stockpile, and you take you know another young quarterback somewhere when you trade back in the first round, you, you know, or or you look elsewhere in free agency because I think that ultimately this is a group that is thinking much more long-term and sustainable over a five to eight, seven, eight-year period, not, you know, a two-year answer. Because Kirk is, he may have three or four years, good years left, but, you know, you're not going to, with it with an immobile, he's not immobile, but with a traditional pocket passer, it doesn't fit Kingsbury, it doesn't fit today's NFL. I don't think they'd be interested in this personally. I also am not sure that Kirk would be interested in this. To go to a Kingsbury-style offense after being in the offenses, you know, the Kevin O'Connell offense, which is the one that best suits him, you know, the Stefanski offense, the Clint Kubiak offense, Gary Kubiak offense, which best suits him, I don't know that this would be the right fit. But I am curious as to what you guys think at 301-230-0980. There's a bookies.com, you know, offshore sports book. I think it's offshore. It might be onshore. Uh, that has Kirk Cousins as the favorite to land in Washington for 2024. There are other, you know, uh, books that have Kirk in the top three um, landing in Washington. Uh, would you be interested in this as a possible move, bringing Kirk back? to Washington on what would more likely than not be a two-year, you know, 80 million-ish deal, 50 to 55, somewhere in that neighborhood guaranteed. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Denton will give you his answer when we come back. My answer is no just because my belief is that they're going to have a chance to take a swing and a legitimate swing that they've got a chance to land on at number two for a guy that'll be here for the next 10 years. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 